Welcome back to Movie Trailer Reviews Podcast. It's your host, Chris, here with Ro, and uh, we are doing uh, coverage for the Bentonville Film Festival, and uh, right now we are reviewing, first film we're reviewing, well, is this the first one? Because have you written anything yet? I have not. This okay. is our first step for Bentonville. Okay. First step for Bentonville. Uh, Mogul Mowgli. Mowgli. Um, it is uh, directed by Basim Tarek, uh, and if you know that name, that is the guy that's being floated for directing Blade right now. Not yes. officially, but the way I see it is once I, once I, so <laughs> I heard his name being floated. And then when I saw that he was, this, this is the film and it was coming to Bentonville, I was like, oh, okay. So he got the job. This is what Marvel Oh, does. I thought it was official. Didn't it drop in deadline? Was that just Rumorville? It's they're in talks. That's okay. That, well, so even deadline. talk faster and right. sign some contracts for right. Me. right, 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 right. So uh, I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, the synopsis is a British Pakistani uh, rapper is on the cusp of his first world tour, but struck down by an illness that threatens to derail his big break. It stars uh, Riz Ahmed, and I gotta say, um, Riz, what's going on, man? This is the second film you've done that involves you playing a musician who gets struck down suddenly by some kind of ailment. Uh, that hurts their big break. Do you need a hug, man? What's going on? I mean, he. I mean, he does have a whole hip hop group, so it could be a little bit of that, frustration. Is there. that what I, it is? I did I mean, not. I did not know that about him. Oh, the the name of the movie comes from one of the songs from him from his group. Oh. Hang on for me one second. Let me go grab my notes. I'm pretty sure I wrote down the name. I'll be right back. Okay. Um, that's interesting. Oh no, no, because um. Last time we saw him, um, it's so funny. I saw him in 2019, actually interviewed him for uh, The Sound of Metal, which oddly enough, I think only came out last year, which is weird. Um, but yeah, that film opened at, oh, I don't know if it opened. I think it, maybe it did. I think it did open at the Toronto Film Festival 2019. I don't think it was shown before. Um, but then it took a while for it to get picked up, and I don't know who got picked up. Maybe... Maybe Amazon picked up the sound of metal. Uh, I am not certain. Let me look this up while while Roe is out. This is what happens when we do a live podcast and folks. <clears throat> Let's see. Um, yeah, Amazon Studios picked it up a year later and released it in theaters. And um, well, <laughs> it's November twenty a twenty twenty. 2020 so i mean it opened in theaters but really it was just on amazon prime video come on the world got weird right so um but amazon snatched that up and that was really good he was in there but he starred a uh metal drummer that lost his hearing suddenly um and had to deal with that here he's playing a rapper that gets struck down uh, like like the synopsis says um he's on the you know about to get his big break i think they said was he how old, how old did they say he was in this? Was it like almost 40, 35? I think he was in his mid-30s. Mid-30s? Yeah, because he was like, they made a big deal about it being his his first big break. He's uh finally gets to go on tour to open for this other really big uh, act, and he goes home and gets struck down by this disease. And um yeah, uh, what did you think of this film? I really, really loved this movie. And I did have the same initial thought that you did. I was like, what what is going on in the back of his mind? What's the frustration here? And then I that's when I was like, I swear to God, there's something about him musically, like doing music things floating around in the ether. And he's in a group called the Sweatshop Boys, W S W E T Boys. And the name of this film comes from one of their songs 
And I went and I read the lyrics and I was like, oh, I get it now. This is another one of those places where people found a way to kind of identify and find their space when they were outsiders, which ironically enough, for a lot of people in the diaspora, comes through hip hop. Mm-hmm. So I really liked it. Um, this movie is unapologetically brown. Uh, <laughs> they are not trying to translate for you. You're going to have to keep up. I love it. Yeah. What do you think? No, no, I, I thought the same thing. I thought it was really well, uh, real, well shot, uh, well made. Um, Rizumet, like I said, I want him, I just want, dude, I want you to, man, dude, all right, get it. Just, I want you to get some help. Um, but no, he does a really good job in this film. Like you said, the this film does um, a good job of kind of talking about um, it, it's so funny to see it from a non-black rapper, uh, but yeah. the whole thing of like keep you know when keeping it real goes wrong, and like when you move away from home and you kind of forget where you came from, or the idea of you trying to through your music trying to put on basically for your city, your country, your nationality, and things like that, and so it, it flows, flows through a lot of that. Also, there's also there's a part of the. Hey, dude, rapping's a young man's game. Maybe you should get out of it and let somebody else move aside. Like, you, you know, yeah. you've been trying to do it for this long. And that's that's one of the bigger things here. It's just he's been holding on to this for so long. He's kind of lost everything else. And so when he finally gets his big break and then he also gets this, this disease that might keep him from. Um, I mean, it's it, it's actually like. I don't. I don't think it was deadly, but it was definitely one of the things. Like, like, dude, you might not be able to walk again. Like, you oh might no, not be it's able to straight do- up degenerative. He's right. eventually going the way of this could this like they this could kill him. I was I was uh, I started doing some research because I really got very fascinated with his per- performance because you see him at the beginning of the movie, and they've got this amazing shot where he's in profile at towards the back of the stage and you see like the piercing light and you don't know whether or not he's just somewhere like doing like practicing. And then he jumps onto the stage and that's the healthiest you get to see him looking in this entire movie. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, so did you do some McConaughey, uh, he who shall not be named with the initials MD type thing with your body weight. And it turns out that they were on a really strict shooting schedule because he did put himself on a diet to take him down to as slim as he could get towards the end of the movie where you see it especially in the shower scene where you can tell mm-hmm. so yeah they, they're like this is a this is a full-on degenerative disease they don't give it a name i thought they did uh not a name i could pronounce okay. <laughs> maybe, I'm wrong. maybe i'm wrong on that i thought they did but Thank, thanks for outing me for not being able to pronounce medical terms, Chris. Appreciate well, no, no, no. See, you, <laughs> see, this is not. That's your fault for not saying that you just couldn't pronounce it and say they didn't name it. Like, no, know. I didn't. I, I, I think they only called it an autoimmune disease. I don't it think they be, actually maybe, gave it, it a specific name. Right, and that may be what it was. So, yeah, um, like something that had to do with his musculature, but they also mm-hmm. said it had a genetic component, and then it was going on with his blood. And I was like, this is a lot, but. It was really fascinating to me, too, seeing, especially for somebody who grew up predominantly surrounded by white people, so who had to go out and search for the types of black culture they liked other than what was in their house, Mm -hmm. to see how, you know, hip hop had impacted him. And the one scene where they show him in his room, having pulled out an old tape and putting it in the tape deck and playing it. Mm hmm. 
and then you realize that it's uh, recorded over something. Mm-hmm. I was like, see, Universal, we ain't got no money, but ain't nobody played these tapes in a while. And if I put well, tape over these little edges, this is a new tape again. Well, right. It, well, Saber, I mean, again, way to you know, remind me how old I am. Um, there was that. But right? also dealing with the idea that it was the, the music that he, he taped over and was like, his father's right right his father's music and and again him kind of trying to back away from it's kind of weird because it's, it's, it's both the back away from his culture while also not back away from his culture at the same time i think he's putting it on because he's almost ashamed of it right and um th- there's an in- there's, there's an interesting it's a, it's a very interesting how they, they, they portrayed that and portrayed how he was handling that. Um, and also this idea of w- what makes it real. Like the thing that he, um, even with his, his dad and, and his dad kind of looking at his music and not really kind of feeling it. But then he doing the same thing to the other rapper, which by the way, was terrible. I'm not going to lie. Right. It was, that lie. was. I'm not gonna lie. That, I'm not gonna yeah. lie. The other, I mean, yeah. he kind of had a reason for doing that because the other yeah. rapper was hat, hat tip to like the whole old head. You want me to help who? Mm-hmm. Mythos in hip hop. It's a whole song about chicken. Yeah, yeah. It's... But yeah, but I thought it was really interesting as well as they kind of pulled this intersection with thinking about that and not just legacy and history, but identity and. You know, you find out later in the movie exactly how his big break came about and then the relationship that he has with his manager and, you know, the realization that he has to come to that this is less about, you know, is it a young man's game versus who am I and what am I going to leave behind? Mm -hmm. And to realize he may have to give his words to somebody else if he ever wants them heard. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine. Now, if you get in the game, and like your writing game is always far, far advanced than your own personal delivery. Yeah. When you're young, that may be, you know, the direction that you choose to go or you get your foot in the door that way. And it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. Cause you don't really think about that. Cause you know, we're, we're black and like the logic to us is, well, you know, you find your collective, you find your people, even if you end up being the one in the studio, somebody going to remember you. And that doesn't seem to be, a part of hip hop for non-black artists, mm-hmm. unless they get picked up by somebody like Timberland. But then again, they can also get put down by Timberland just as fast, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it was, it was, it was really interesting. Yeah. Um. I mean, there's. <laughs> I was also interested when he actually did <laughs> was battle rapping the black guy and then uh, made the immigrant statement. I was like, ooh, that wrong. But dog, yep. you can't do that. Mm-mm. Can't right. do that. Can't do that. Can't can't do that. Um. But yeah, there, I mean, there's a lot of that. You you can see that even when like he was talking to his girlfriend and, and she asked him well, the time, when's the last time he went home, and then for right before this tour, he, that's when he decides to go home, and right. you know just the way that you know all that stuff is, is was weighing on him. Like when he walks in and you see that he had been sent, he had sent stuff home like the washer, and they hadn't installed the new washer. Right? It's it's that kind of stuff. That 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 old versus new, like, you know, going home and you're, you're, you're kind of embarrassed by your parents. You're kind of embarrassed about how you grew up because you, 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 you think that you've, you've grown beyond that. Yeah. You know? Um, and so, th- like I said, this, this film carries a lot of that 
in it going forward. And and yeah. I think part of the deep irony of this is even after you get outside of this being set in the music scene and what's going on with him in his career and how he think that reflects on the relationship he has with his family, when you start getting into the actual relationship that he has with his father mm-hmm. um, and um, and what that means, it's like there's a, there's one of those things where there's so much unspoken and 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 his dad having been this entrepreneur who wanted to do all these different types of things and had these great ideas and for it to be his father, the one saying things like, I'm just waiting for my opportunity and his son saying, well, you know, if you had a plan and you were trying to be practical and you would, you know, you would really think this just one thing through, you're just, I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. And like the first thing he said to his mom was asking about his dad's health. Mm-hmm. And the deep irony that he's completely ignoring that he is clearly having symptoms that something is wrong with him because it'll get in his way. You know, it kind of hit a little close for me because right before I got sick and had to go on medical leave to never be allowed to return to work again, the last time I ended up at the doctor, I was in the ER. They're trying to draw, they're trying to draw blood, can't get a vein because I'm so dehydrated that there's just like, I got nothing to give, all my veins are done. And I kept looking at the doctor going, I'm like, okay, fine, so what do we do? Because I got to go to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm like, this is uncomfortable and I don't like it. It's like, could you be so loud right now? Right. And, 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 and that's the thing, it's like this idea, also, the, it's just the... There's a lot here, and this is what makes it good, that it covers a whole range of emotion. Like, even, you know, him, like, on, on surface, you'll look at this film and go, oh, wow, you know, like, this guy's being dumb, right? You keep right. talking about, you know, Zed is being dumb, right? And even then, the, yeah, and we'll talk about this in the next film we're going to review, but using the name Zed versus his full name, right? Um, this idea of, well, you know, he's in the hospital and all this stuff, well, I'm, I can go on tour, right? You know, I can still go on tour, right? And on the surface, it looks like that's just like, come on, dude, you're in the hospital. You can barely walk. Like at one point, the doctor's like, tell you what, if you can make it to the, if you can walk to the lift on your own, on your own, then I'll discharge you, right? You can barely get up, right? Yeah. And, and on the surface, looking at it going like, oh, that's just dumb, man. Come on. Your health comes for even his manager, like, it's telling him, it's like, yeah, come on, you know, your health comes first. What are you doing? Like, this is dumb. You're in the hospital. Why are you doing this? But when you think about this idea of this has been 30, you know, 30, let's say 35, 35 years, maybe not full years, because again, let's see, maybe he was like 10 when he decided he wanted to be a rapper, right? But it's, right. it's several decades of time of him working towards his dream. You finally get on the cusp of it. You're a week away from your dream and making that big break. And it gets taken away from you. Not from something you did, but because your body literally... Cause I think at one point the doctor says, your body just is attacking itself. Your body betrays itself. Right. Right. I mean, but I think that's amazing. I think it's an amazing commentary on looking at... And maybe this is why I'm slightly concerned about Riz, but not over the points where we need to be trying to find him a personal psychologist to go with him everywhere when he reads mm-hmm. scripts, is because I don't think we talk enough or have enough... Uh, conversations about circumstances beyond our control type situations. Like we all, I mean, just think about with the Olympics, we all act like everybody's supposed to be able to muscle themselves to the next thing and Mm -hmm. through the next thing. And we, we, we're hardcore, especially in America about this whole idea of mind over matter. 
And mm-hmm. we treat our bodies like they're secondary to our will when, you know, and we're like, okay, I put, you know, I put gas in the tank. I've done all these things. And now all I need to do is focus on my thing. And your body is like, nope. Mm-hmm. And we don't really, there aren't really that many movies that approach it with kind of, I guess, the care. Or, or making it more than just an abstract idea in their movie than, than what Rizumet has been doing lately with his projects, particularly with uh, Mogul Mowgli. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. And I, I think that's the thing, too. It's the idea, because, I mean, he deals with this with, I guess it was his girlfriend. You know? Because <laughs> um, it's, it's like this idea of, you're constantly the hustle culture that we have these days, which tells you that the way forward and the way only way to win is uh, to hustle your way to the top. But with that hustle comes ignoring things that are close to you, ignoring what really matters to you, all because yeah. you think you're only there's only one path forward for you to success. Right. You know, ignoring like, that you're tired, your girlfriend is tired of following you from city to damn city, right. show to damn show. Right. Or for you being gone long lengths of time while she's building a life in the city that you say you want to call your home. You right. know, the one you left London for, New York. Right. right. You know? Yeah. You know? And so, what are you doing? It's so funny because I, I just rewatched um, One Night in Miami, and there was that whole uh, thing with Sam Cooke when he was talking about how, you know, hey, royalties is what makes the checks. You know, ro- you know sell your royalties. So... And and this idea of not sell the royalties, but like get royalties license, off your yeah, license, license, your license, license your song. So even him, when he's at one point, he gets the opportunity of potentially doing that and and selling the song. But it's not it's not me. It's not it's, I have to do it yourself. And it's like, but why? What what right. is it costing you? I mean, is it worth? Is it worth your your health? Really? You know, right. is it literally worth your health to do all this stuff and go through all this stuff just to, so you can? And again, once you make it, what is the next hustle after that? It right. doesn't end. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people have been talking lately about Dolly Parton and how great it is that she took this money and she did this thing and she does all these things behind the scenes and she funded uh, half the research on a damn vaccine because she had it to give. But a lot of people don't remember or may not even know that I Will Always Love You was supposed to be an Elvis song. Mm-hmm. And right at the minute when they were supposed to go in the studio to record the song, his people came back to her and said, Elvis never records any song that he doesn't have the rights to, that he doesn't own it. She's like, this is my song. I wrote it. He's more than welcome to record it, but you're not putting your name on my song. And when she wouldn't give up the licensing, um, she, and they were making a big to do about it. She pulled the song and she recorded it herself and she released a version herself and he got pissed, but she was like, it's my song. And trust me, this will matter one day. You know, and, and, and when you really kind of think about that, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I thought the performances that Riz gave was of someone who was mature and had a tendency to get lost in what they were doing rather than remembering to perform for the crowd. Right. And as a writer, that's a hallmark that maybe you're not supposed to be the one saying your words, but that what you've got to say is probably good. Because everything that he was spitting when you actually turned on the subtitles or you could hear every word he was saying, mm-hmm. all of it was amazing. Right. 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 And if he hadn't gotten so hung up or whatever collective that he got involved in, somebody should have said, man, you should be writing. Mm-hmm. 
He's still involved in hip hop. He's still getting his message out there. He can still uh, be there. He could like he could be finding other artists who represent the same, you know, ethic and ethos and philosophy that he has and bringing them in. Hell, he could have pulled it out whole dungeon family. When's the last time Big Boy actually had to get on wax to make some money? Right. But that but that's the but that's the ego, right? That's the ego that comes right. with rapping. That's the ego that comes with hustle culture. The idea that you have to be it's not enough to just, you know, yeah. win, but you have to be in front. It has to be you. And and they have some of those conversations in here. Like even if it's like a guy you don't really fucking like. Who yeah. is, quite frankly, an idiot. I, I, I will put it on this one. I was like, God, that just, eh. was an RPG. Like, yeah, he was, I don't. He was, he, I was like, he what was, is it? Yeah, what? He was, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was, he but was, the ironic yeah. thing was, there's another moment in here. I mean, I feel like we're talking a lot about this movie, but I, I'm on a, you know, kudos to you. We haven't actually spoiled what happens in the movie that raised all these thoughts for us, right? So we're magical today. But um, there's a scene at one point where you come to realize that RPG has a better shot at getting out of there. Not because he's better than Zed, but because he has less of a disconnect from the people who he needs to big up him. Right? Right. Well, and that's, again, this is why this this film, it's actually very hip-hop. (laughs) <laughs> um, it's very hip hop because that's what it is, right? You know, how many times do you see people go, "That's not real hip hop," and I'm like, "Yeah, but it's moving numbers, are not it?" You know, mm-hmm. you might not like it, but like shit, you know, it is what it is. And when you know that audience speaks to the audience, like I tell you all the time, like we laugh and joke. Yo, Tyler Perry is terrible at making movies. I wish he would fucking stop. But people are gonna go and watch that shit, that bad shit. They, for some reason, he knows to speak to the audience. And that's more important than anything else. Like, honestly, and, and unless that's what you, unless you're fine with that, like, unless you're fine with keeping it real and, and no matter what, and you're not trying to make it big, cool. But the number one thing is always speak to your audience. Right. And that's one of the things and- here that Zed was uh, like, I think Zed, again, with the chips on his shoulder from, you know, because there's some, there were some flashbacks here. He, he, um, you know, part of I don't know if it was the disease itself or the the therapy. The the oh no, Holly was through. hallucinating. Well, no, no, no. I know he was, but I wasn't sure if it was because of the 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 disease or because of the experimental treatment. I can't remember exactly. What I think it the, happened. I think it was, I think, I think, it was doing I think that the halluc- the first hallucination he had was, was before, before yeah, he was, actually yeah. got his formal diagnosis. Yeah, it was. You're right. So, like when he'd gone to um. He'd gone to, um, mm-hmm. I want to call it church, but it's, they don't go to a church, but it's called, you know, they, they, he went to service with his dad. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where he started to have the first hallucination, or at least the one where you were really clear that he was seeing something that was very much so not there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it might have been whatever um, autoimmune condition he had that was triggering it. But let's be real. Um, that. That treatment didn't look like it was easy. So well, it, it didn't. Well, I mean, when you describe something as as just like chemo, like that, yeah, mm. yeah. And there's some other side effects too that went through that also kind of tied into why his mom, um, uh, well, actually, why his dad was saying you can't do this. And there, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on here, and the decision you're making again, these long term decisions that he's making yeah. just for just to do this. You know, it's it's like. What does that mean, you know, and, and, and what does it mean to really find yourself and 
and and be happy with who you truly are. Because the other thing too, a little bit of this was also how much of this was escape from. There's a lot of escape from his path, escape from his his own history and culture, which. You know, sometimes you know, like I said, you can, you can, you can agree with that. Especially minority kids, you can, you can, you can relate to that shit. You know, it's like sometimes yeah. you don't want to, 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 to. You want to make it. You don't want to think about all the stuff we're going through. Because at one point they were talking about um, his father kind of mentioned, you know, there's his escape from um, India. You know, and what they did for that, and it's just like there's a lot of trauma. You know, yeah, he was like, here. I don't remember. He just he shut it all the way down. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, no, I I thought it was really I thought I liked the fact that this movie talked about uh, assimilation. It talked about appropriation, uh, but it it talked about aesthetic. <laughs> it talked about all these different things, but it never took it outside of the context of Zed's life. So, if you're paying attention, there's a really huge conversation about identity mm-hmm. that is all wrapped up in the fact that he calls himself Zed instead of his real full name, right? And um, I, I think that we, like, there are all different kinds of ways to be in the diaspora. I mean, like, that, you know, there are a lot of countries that, you know, colonialism caused problems with that still resonate to this day. And I thought it was really interesting that they kind of picked uh, a, a visual style. Like, the director of photography is a Swedish director. I think her name, I think you say her name, Amika Summerson. She did a movie I saw, I think it was during Sundance, called Censor about the video nasty period. And um, she does amazing things that are just like really simple with like light and dark. And then like when you want to make something look like it's like super kind of hyper contemporary, clear and in focus, and then kind of just slide away from that to where you just distort everything. So you kind of got this really free forming, really flexible moving thing that kind of made you start to feel like you really were the person experiencing what Zed was without it having to be that first person camera view. Mm-hmm. And I think that really added to the to to the to everything that you were really experiencing here. But the really biggest thing that I thought it about is like the way that it played around with memory, because you started to get what you thought were memories of his past or things or situations with his dad that spoke to what was wrong with their relationship. And then it would slide into something that clearly couldn't have been him. Mm-hmm. So it had to be what, like him remembering something that maybe his parents had told him about their past. Mm-hmm. And um, I think like as a black kid, I know there are plenty of times where I've had to go back and go, that's not my story. Who told me that? Cause right. something has just been so vivid in your head that you've been told by somebody in your family. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So this is, this is, this is, this is a really good film. Like I said, um, uh, what would you give it out of 10? I think this is sitting at an eight for me. I really liked it. Yeah. Same here. I'm at an eight. I, like you said, I think, um, the visuals on the film, I wasn't expecting that to be, is it, 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 it looks, it looks, it's shot really, really well. I like the camera work they did on this, um, and how they edited it together. So, um, it worked out really well. Um, also, you know, um, this is the second time where, you know, you have Rizamid and, and, and these, you know, um, musical, not musicals, but like music based films, you know, um, like I said, Sound of Metal is, is on Amazon Prime right now. And it's really, really good. You can check that out. 
Again, like I said, this is opening up at the Bentonville Film Festival. Don't know if it's gotten, don't believe it's gotten picked up by anybody yet. Um, but we will see. Um, I think it so, might have some overseas distribution, but I don't think it has anything on our side of the pond yet. Right. So, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, definitely keep an eye out for this one. Um, hopefully it'll get picked up faster than um, uh, 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 Sound of Metal did, because that took like a year. It was weird. Um, but I really do think Sound of Metal ended up in the right place. No, it did. So... I mean, it ended up on Amazon Prime, and again, this is one of the things where people say, oh, we're streaming. It's like, Sound of Metal's a great film, and mm-hmm. and, and yes. And I'm sorry, the, the there were nominees. Didn't the, didn't Paul, Paul Reese win Supporting Actor? Thoughts? Not, hmm. I know he was nominated. Did he? Let's see. I... Nomination. It's 2021. Nominated for Best Supporting. Virginia. Yeah, I knew he got... I knew he at least was nominated. Yeah. It was a stacked category, so... Yeah, yeah last year was a stacked category for male... Uh... Uh, best supporting actor there um so but but, um, but yeah. i think it's very telling i think i think movies like mogul mowgli it's it's just a continuation in this idea that follow the movie not the platform it ends up on if you get to see it in a the theater fine i have a i like i saved for a psychotically long amount of time i have a good home movie system but this looked good and sounded good on my laptop mm-hmm. so it's just a solid I, yeah. good movie yeah i end up i didn't i didn't sign up i didn't do the um the app for bittensville until the day so i ended up watching this yesterday on my laptop as well and like you said really good really good on the laptop sounds really well looks really good even on the laptop so yeah know, killing that notion that you have to see these in the theater fuck you guys um yeah but Kill I, that I, idea I, but, that indie can't be quality either so. that too and and like i said I, I think that you know you guys can keep you know Netflix and, 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 and Amazon and Hulu, they are buying up these really great films at these film festivals. Um, so, yeah, we'll see what happens with this one. But, yeah, definitely. So, um, all right. Uh, like I say, stay tuned to Movie Trailer Reviews. We have some more stuff coming out. I think I just put out the uh, Gunpowder Milkshake review. Um, we'll have a few more. We'll have a, a bunch of more reviews uh, coming out to support Fantasia Fest and as well as Bentonville Film Festival. As well as just regular films coming as well. So um, we'll see. Whatever they give us, that's going to be on streaming. I know they're fighting against it, but hey, Delta variant insane. Come see me, bro. So hopefully we'll start getting more um, digital screeners or somebody starts shaming the studios to stop that whole no digital screener thing because it's really starting to get annoying for me. So, um, yes. all right. Yep. Make sure you guys subscribe, movie trailer reviews on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Spotify. Until next time, we're out of here. Peace.